You are now listening to the Superhero Education Podcast, featuring Professor Eugene Pitchford and Dr. Steve Gurner. We are real educators tackling the real topics in education. Listen to be informed, inspired, and entertained. With no further ado, here are your hosts to the Superhero Educators Podcast. Welcome to the Superhero Education Podcast. We have a great show lined up tonight. This is Steve Gerner, and we have with us, like always, the one and only Eugene Pitchford III. How you doing, Eugene? I'm doing good, man. How's everybody doing out there? Always great to talk and have some interaction. And today we have a great topic. The topic is teacher morale. And what we're seeing with teacher morale, we're going to talk about what it is. Is it necessary? How do we improve it? If it is necessary, is it essential for student success? And even talk about what are some what are some things that we're seeing across the country with teacher morale? Yeah, this is going to be a good, a good topic because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about student morale. I'm thinking about administrator morale. And I'm also thinking about, and I would love to debate someone publicly on this one, the parents' morale. But in the spirit, in the essence of this show tonight, you know, it's about teacher morale. And um, uh, Steve and myself have both been leaders in, in, in K-12 and, and also in higher ed. So it's, it's interesting watching uh, morale because it's kind of the same stuff all the way up and down across the board. Um, and at times, honestly, full disclosure, I have struggled with teacher morale because I'm an individual and it's not right or wrong. It's just how we're all wired. I'm an individual that I don't need to someone to do little things for me. Like I kind of know what I do. Well, I kind of know what I don't do. Well, I'm kind of self-motivated. And so at times it's a little weird, like for me in full disclosure, and I know it needs to be done. But Steve, at times it's a little weird for me. Work, working and motivating adults. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying how I was wired, and so I had to like push myself to the side and say, "Hey, hey, Eugene, everybody's not everybody's not wired like you. So if you want this to work, you're gonna have to do some things you wouldn't, you don't necessarily need, but they need." So from a full disclosure, I've been on the right side of this and the wrong side of this a, a bunch of times. So um, I just wanted just to start off right there. I think we're similar in that and how we're wired, you and I. I, I wouldn't necessarily need someone to give me notes of, of good job or little incentives that way. But when we think of teacher morale, the enthusiasm, the confidence, the wanting to keep going. But, but some people need it because here's, here's the thing, Steve, as much as you or I don't need it, some people are looking for that little edge to say, hey, I'm being noticed. I'm being watched. Did you see me? Oh, absolutely. Can I, can, yeah, can absolutely. I be my full self around you? And so I had to learn the hard way. 
because that's just not me. And when we're when we were administrators, probably that was a weak area because our, some of the teachers probably wanted more of that. But you always you always lead and teach a lot of how you how you see things, how you want things. So whose responsibility is it then? As we look across the nation at teachers now in just a difficult time of teaching virtually, teaching the hybrid, teaching face-to-face, going back and forth, whose responsibility is it for teacher morale? Man, I think it's I think it's the 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 entire school community, but it falls into the lap of the principal or assistant principal. And if it's a private school, if you don't have an assistant principal, maybe the dean of students, um, or it falls on your teacher leaders. Um, but I think everyone has a, a, a stake in this, but there's probably a, a bigger percentage that falls on the school principal. I also think if it's a public school situation, the superintendent also carries weight on that it, it, from a distance. Um, um, when I was principal, I couldn't expect no one to lead that area or spend more time in that area than myself. It took me a little bit to figure that out. Um, but essentially, it, it, it falls on the principal um, to lead it, to, to cultivate it, to set the environment, set the tone, to be the biggest cheerleader and supporter. You know, that falls onto the principal. But I will always try to tell, tell our staff, um, with people that I worked with, like we're all in the same boat. We all motivate each other. Um, and then how much is it the teacher's responsibility? Because you said that you wouldn't need it as much as a teacher. How much does it rest with the teacher taking some steps forward to help morale as well? I mean, let's let's take a step back. So like like so I can answer that question. But when when people say their morale is low, like I was always really curious and not in a, not in a blamatory way, but like, what does that really mean? Like, does that mean like you had a bad day? Does that mean you had a good day, but your grade level partner had a bad day? And because that person is down, you're down. Does that mean that your school didn't do good on a Wisconsin report card or the state report card for wherever your state is in? Does that mean that, I'm going to open up a can of worms here, but it's our show, so I can open it up and close it when I'm ready. But does that mean that I didn't suspend Steve and you wanted Steve suspended? Now your morale is low that you feel that kids could do anything like like so like you, you hear that term. But rarely do we go into like what that really, really, really means. It's all of them, right? It's it's everything you stated and much more because you don't have. You don't have the enthusiasm. You don't have the confidence. You don't have the enthusiasm to keep going. So you look at it as if if those out there, listeners read Superhero Educator, it's our chapter one, right? It's that calling to say, I don't have that, that feeling anymore that this is a calling. I don't have that enthusiasm to work extra, to put that extra time in. And you're just in that fog or that daze, and that is low teacher morale. And I and that's very well. The next question would come is, how important is it? Um, 
because I think we all feel that sometimes, right? We all feel that inside of a work environment sometimes, but if it's prolonged, I believe that could damage the student well, here, progress and student growth. Well, here, here's what I know. And we've talked about this and we said it in other terms, but I'll break it down in other terms on other shows. But I, I looked, I looked at morale as momentum. And, and you've heard me say this on a number of shows, but I'm gonna say it again. Momentum is hard to change once it's going one way or the other. So if you're rocking and rolling, like you're doing big things, it's hard to slow down that morale. But on the opposite end, if it's going off the tracks really fast, aggressively, it's hard to bring it back to the positive. And so, I mean, I, I looked at morale as, as, as momentum and I found that there are some individuals, my, my opinion, and I know you're going to say this differently. And I know that some of the, I almost said callers, but some of the listeners will see this different from me, different from me. There are people that struggle with, with morale. And then there are looking, then there are people looking for their morale to be low and get everyone else involved. So like, it's a, like, yep, I said it. Yeah, and, and, and I don't care what level you're on, whether it's a teacher's assistant, teacher, assistant, principal, principal, uh, professor. So there's a difference between, to me, people struggling with their morale and people hoping for something to go wrong. And at times, my opinion, those boxes get mixed together, which creates a bigger problem. Sure. And I don't I, know if I answered your question, though. Sure. What was interesting this week, I had a conversation with a principal about professional development. And as we go around and we, we present around the country, this principal was, was talking about professional development and, and some sessions they wanted to get me involved with. And he talked, I was thinking we were going to be talking about virtual learning, what resources, what we can be doing, help teachers. And what he said, the number one thing he needed at his school was, I want professional development to be a time for teachers to connect, a time to get away from the technology, a time to uplift them and reaffirm them. Interesting. So really what he wanted was he wanted to increase teacher morale through, through professional development. And I was going in a whole different direction of we probably need more resources given to the teachers for virtual learning. We probably need some more. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but Steve, let me ask you this question. And, 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 and this is, I'm just thinking out loud. This is just me. So you may attack this differently from me, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not sure if professional development is the biggest bang for your buck to increase morale. Keep going. Because most... What are your thoughts with that? Um, many people 
if their morale is low, they don't want to sit through no professional development. Oh, here's Steve again. We got to listen to this. What is he going to say? He don't know what's going on here. Like, like they want to see it in actions that you care. Um, now, the professional development may give some new strategies to insulate success. And if success leads to morale, then, then yeah, it makes sense. But the, like when I hear morale and I hear people just disengaged, professional development may not be the route I go first. Well, I think what he was, what this, and this was just one conversation. I think the idea was how do we, you know, we know what professional development is usually bringing in somebody to offer some resources and some great uh, strategies that will improve student success. What if we did the same thing, but figured out how to get teachers together to uplift them to have them reflect, to have them connect uh, as much as they can. So call it, call it connection time, call it getting together to uplift one another inside a bubble of professional development. So you're right, if we're taking a, a typical professional development presentation, which I would say none of what we're doing is ever typical or, or, or static, but I believe if we call it a professional development umbrella and we say, what could we do differently now at this time, let's put aside some of the strategies, let's put aside some of the techniques and how can we boost teacher morale inside this umbrella of, of professional development? And I think we could do that. I think you could do some group stuff. I think you could get people connected, uplifted, reflect on some back to why you got into teaching. I think there could be some really guide, really powerful guiding questions that everyone would walk away from the time together and say, this is why I went into teaching. This is why I want to keep going. This gave me a boost of inspiration. Whatever, if you call it professional development or you call it just a time to gather. But you know, I think Steve, what I found Steve. with that one was, what I the whole point of it, I think, was I believe that principal was like many principals and school leaders out there going, we need this at this time. We need to boost right. morale. And for me being in that spot, I, I would, for me, I would try to give, well, first of all, you got to have a really good relationship with your teachers. Like, like you got to know what makes them tick, you know, what brings them happiness, what, what doesn't from an educational standpoint and non-educational standpoint. But by having a relationship with the teachers, we kind of can have those conversations a little different when you have a relationship with them and when there's trust established. And I tried to figure out what makes them tick. I tried to figure out like what makes them feel special. What's their expertise? If they're struggling with something, let me pay attention to uh, areas of improvement. And, and, and the worst thing, like, like so to, to administrators out there or anyone that's in charge of like morale type stuff, the very, there's probably two things you could do that would just kill it. And I've done both of them. Deny that it's happening because I have denied it. But the other one, is being fake in trying to boost the morale. 
because uh, because the educators will see right through that also. Um, and it's probably a third piece. Well, I gave Steve support. I don't know what's wrong with Steve. And then Steve is like, you didn't give me no support. So those are probably like the three biggest mistakes that I've made personally. But Steve, I tried to like get into their space. Encourage from a encourage from an authentic standpoint to offer areas of improvement from an authentic standpoint. And I try not to, I tried my best. And sometimes the job dictates some differences, but I tried my best to walk their shoes and to not ask them anything I wouldn't do myself for kids. And when they see we all in the same boat, like we're all in this win or we're all in this loss, um, that has worked better for me. The challenge comes with just how we started to show with the, how personalized it is because Eugene may not need as much. Andre needs a lot of extra support. And Tamika says, I really want to see from my school leader, a, a whole bunch of morale boosting activities. So you have three teachers, three different ways of how they view morale and what's needed for them personally. And that makes it very tough on a school leader when they roll out something and say, here's what we're going to do this week to excite everybody and feel good about where we're at. And you know how to say personalized learning, personalized morale boosting. Somebody, yeah. somebody need to copyright that one. Personalized morale boosting. Well, what we're saying is exactly like we say to do with the students. Correct. The same thing. What do we do with students? It's not a one size fits all. You stand up front, you personalize it. You're giving different assignments. You're giving different strategies to fit what that student needs. Same thing with teachers. I have a question for principal, Steve. For principal Garner. Former principal in the city. My, my question to you. Now, I'm assuming you've been in educational environments where the morale was high and low. Like, like if you if you're in the sure. business of education long enough, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see it from other people, and you're gonna see it from yourself, right? So, so Steve, when when you were a principal, when at times the morale dipped, was it? like a grade band or was it individuals? Like, like when it happened, like, like, could you point your finger at that group that their morale is low? I'm going to work on that group. Or was it like just random? When I think back to it, I, it was random, but what would happen is it's contagious. So it's random, but it becomes contagious. Have you ever seen this? Let me cut you off. Have you ever seen? So I think was your school elementary or middle? It was a 3K to eighth grade. Okay. Okay. So that's K-8. K-8. So here's what I used to see all the time. And it was just an interesting phenomenon to watch and try to fix and make work. The middle school forms a group. The, let's see, K through third grade forms a group. And then, like, there's this fourth, fifth space. I've always found 
and it has this has nothing to do with quality of teaching. I'm just just talking about personalities. I found the fourth, fifth grade level always, no matter where I've worked, their morale was pretty stable. But that sixth through eighth and that K through third, those were the groups that fluctuated the most. Are you saying it depends then on grade level? It depends on the students? It depends on grouping. Like from what I've seen, from what I've experienced. So I'm not telling you, the listeners out there, that this is happening in your space. But in my space, I found myself working on morale, bouncing back and forth between six through eight and K through three. That's interesting. I don't know if I can say that's how it how it played out in my experience, but that might have something to do with uh, students, right? And the results they're getting at a grade level. That that would be an interesting study as well, as people are going to be looking across our country now on how to increase teacher morale because we're going to fall into this and we're in the middle of this crisis now to find the next group of teachers going you, forward. You see, you see it right now. Like there's a district, there's a district in our home state that they're supposed to go back to school on Monday face to face. And the teacher leaders in that district are claiming that, you know, their morale is so low, they can't go back because they're scared and um, no one wants to do it. And they're being forced to put, to be put in dangerous situations. I'm not judging. Like the purpose of this show is not to judge. I'm just saying what's being said. And so, so, so the statement play, right behind that is the morale is low. So does it play into student success? If a teacher has low Absolutely. morale, their, te- their students are not going to do as well. I mean... How many times, like, so there's, there's outliers to everything, but how many times have you been around where the morale is super low, but then the student performance or outcomes are really high? I don't think it happens that way. If it does, I have rarely have seen it. Um, so yeah, it affects, it affects the student's outcome, but here's the problem. Students feel that energy. Or lack of energy. Correct. So students can tell where the Absolutely. teacher is on that continuum of, of teacher morale. Students know where, where their teacher is. Yes. And then. Agree. And then they do things and then it, it leads to less success. And it's just like a tornado that has just formed. So. Are you giving the advice if if a teacher out there has low morale now trying to wade through some of the COVID things, some of the virtual learning, does a teacher fake it and say, you know what, for the sake of the students, I have to increase my, I have to increase my teacher morale and I have to fake it because the students will do better. That's hard for me to answer. Uh, Because I looked at, I have a job to do. There's going to be some really, really great conditions. There's going to be some things I just totally disagree with, some things I don't want to do. But at the end of the day, I looked at myself as I may be one of the last people to influence this kid's success in life. You know, everybody has, we assume everybody has a mom and dad, a good home situation, but I literally could be the last person in this person's world that could determine success or lack of success. So because I took that stance, 
the morale thing wasn't a thing for me the way it was for other people. And maybe there's times I should have been affected by some of these things, but I wasn't. But I think for a person that does not think like that, uh, you have to figure out what motivates you. You have to figure out what are some short-term wins. And you have to figure out, um, yes, the district is doing this or, or the church is doing this, this, and this. Where can you find some winnable space? I think that's the key that, that we have to continue to, to stress is the short-term wins. Whenever it's not going well, to step back and reflect on and, and go to that quiet space and reflect on and say, what is the win here? And, and, and we have short-term wins all over. It just, when we're in the middle of it, it's very, very hard to see and say, you yes. know, I contacted this parent and this parent and this child because of my work, they were successful. This, this child is moving at a, at a pace. This person's engaged more. All these are short-term wins that, that help, that help chug along on that path to increased morale. So that's, that's very important. Short-term wins. That's, that's a great strategy. And that goes to altering the momentum. Like that's the first step to changing a momentum of low morale is short-term wins or the belief that you could, that you can do it. Um, wow. That's, it's, it's just an interesting, super interesting topic. Um, and like I said, I've been guilty of, of, of taking the wrong strategies throughout my career, but I get it now. I, 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 I get it now. And sometimes Sometimes you have to cheerlead when you don't want to cheerlead. Sometimes you got to have your energy on 10 when you don't want it to be on 10. But I trust the process. I trust the end game. And I trust that I'm competitive. So I, I, I trust in my skills that at some point we're going to win sooner than later. Like I would never give up on kids. And so if, if low morale means throwing it in on kids, I, I would never give up. Let me tell you the story. I've seen this. I've seen this uh, probably about uh, maybe 10 times in the K-12 world. Hey, I've seen it in higher ed too, to a degree. If Steve, if you don't do what I want you to do, it's going to cause me to have low morale and I'm not coming into work tomorrow. And my and and I'm not Steve, but I would have said, okay, thank you. We'll call the substitute teacher right now because we don't need that energy in the building. Um, it's all in our approaches. It's all about our DNA, how we're wired. Uh, we even see this, like to the higher ed audience out here. You know, what is the morale like right now for, for higher ed? And it's literally the same ball game as K-12. You have people, like right now, the morale is usually centered on either student achievement or face-to-face -face versus hybrid versus online learning. It's literally the same arguments. Yeah, the teacher morale goes on. It and starts at times, with, it starts with the, 
let me say this. Abilities. Uh, let me say this. Yep. Let me say this, and I'll get it right back to you. At times, if you're wired the way we are, at times you could not see the morale is low, and I acknowledge that. Like I totally acknowledge that. But also, when you are a leader and you're piled on by your supervisors, you tend to pile on to the people under you. And so my, my morale may be sucky one day, and then, then I take it out on everybody under me. And so we have to really, really, really monitor what's on our plate and that we're not dumping it off on someone else's. I'll give it back to you because I know you were coming in. And you're seeing, you're seeing morale as the topic across. If you lift, if you, if you search a educational journal or, or look at a new story online, you're seeing morale as one of the big topics. And it's an important topic because it's a real topic. It's real out there. And it starts with the idea of I'm, I'm, I'm moving in a certain direction and I like how you frame the momentum. I'm, I'm in a certain pattern here and now I'm, I'm getting a shift, a dramatic shift. And it could be because of COVID, it could be virtual, virtual learning, but I'm also getting more responsibilities. I'm also questioning if it's worth it, all the work and, and the pay. And I'm just really spiraling in this, whole idea of this pattern that I was on and now it totally like someone pulled the rug out from underneath me. And now how do I get out of that? And instead of spinning, I think we gave some great strategies of short-term wins, reflection time, finding the calling that you have and, and regrouping, finding success in the students and getting around others and just getting that refreshed in that break. I think those are all important because it's real. Teacher morale, uh, low teacher morale is, is real. And then there's ways that we can improve it. And we need to improve it because like we both talked about, it does absolutely affect student success. I would even go as far as saying teachers with low morale too long in the classroom affects the learning, affects the student's future and even affect if they want to become teachers or not, because if you're not seeing enthusiasm, you're not seeing confidence, you're not seeing this is a great, great place to be. I love my teacher and I love being in her, or his classroom. You can't picture yourself ever replacing that person. So it, 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 it affects everything that we're talking about and it brings it full circle to even the recruitment of the next group of teachers. Steve, let me tell you this. Um, so someone's out there like, okay, give me a specific thing. Give me, give me, give me, give me a specific. So, so here's one thing, uh, maybe one or two things, depending on how this goes. Uh, I trusted the people that I worked with. And my mindset was we're all leaders. I may be the principal and you may be the engineer, but we're both leaders. And our school is better off if there are multiple leaders instead of just one. So if I work with you, we're all leaders. Uh, but but it, it's, it's just human nature that there's going to be some individuals that you have a better relationship and more trust with or more more credibility or more time with. It's just, it's just part of the ball game. So, so, Steve, I had a group of people. 
I had a group of teachers around me that I trusted their pulse on the building. They would see things I didn't see. And they had permission to tell me, hey, Eugene, you're looking at this totally wrong. I tell you that all the time. And it's it's accountability partners. And they'll say, hey, if you don't address this, this is going to happen. And I trusted their opinion. I trusted their viewpoints. It may not have been mine, but I trusted their stance to say they have a better pulse or, you know, they know this person or they know these groupings of people better than I do. And so um, I had to, you know, I, I trusted them. So and you were strengthening up the teacher leadership in your building. And 100% of the time, they were correct. 100% good, of the time. That's a good and, leadership strategy. And there were some times, Steve, and I, and I said, well, if, 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 if you guys, if I'm giving you permission to be, uh, to be, to, to, to get into me, you're going to have to also trust me when I tell you that there's certain things I can't do, or if there's certain things I can't tell you, you got to give me that same respect back. And so it worked, but it took me to humble myself to say, Hey, maybe there's a bunch of people who's, who have a different feeling for me. And I need to, I need to have their pulse on it. You're dancing right into that servant leadership. Cause that's exactly what that is saying. I can humble myself to know that I don't know all things and I can learn from others, which is very important. Good strategy for, for everyone. As we're, as we're winding down the show, I, I love how you started off in the beginning of the show. You talked about our topic of teacher morale, and then you said, you know what? It affects, there's a whole nother subtopic of all this is student morale, administrator morale, parent morale. And I believe those three areas, that's how I'd like to, to wrap up the show, talking about Student morale, administrator morale, and parent morale. Let's let's give a few words to each of those three areas. Oh, let me start off with the administrator morale. Unless you have an administrative peer, no one cares about administrative morale. From my opinion. From my opinion. Like we support the teachers, we support the parents. I'm not sure who supports the principal. I'm being honest with you. So you're saying if, if principals need to have a network of other principals to to keep, but the that's something you do yourself. I know Steve. He, I know Steve. I have a relationship with Steve. We're doing the same job. We have similar interests. We connect. We support each other. What I'm saying to you is, in my humble opinion, there's no real network to support an administrator. Now, people may say, you know, we're doing this and we're getting our we're getting our leaders this and we're supporting. No, it's a bunch of crap. So so there is no support for the principal, in my opinion. So the principal needs to the administrator needs to take it upon him or herself to find that group out there and continue. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Yep. How about student morale? (sighs) So who holds that pulse? Is it the administrator or the teacher? 
or the student themselves or the student themselves or their parents. Right. Um, but but typically. I will put that one once again on everybody else in the building. It may lean towards the teachers, but the principal got a role in it. The assistant principal got a role in it. The teacher got a role in it. The teacher's assistant got a role in it. Uh, the cafeteria men and women got a role in it. The engineers, the bus drivers, because any one of those could offset. Any one of those entities can offset the morale and it spills over into the classroom. Now, I will say the teacher, this is your job, teacher, but in essence, it may lean, but it's everybody else's job, too. Especially when we're saying you're at a you're like now you might be online for seven hours or you might be in the building for seven hours. That's seven, possibly eight hours of the day you're inside a building or online. It definitely factors in student morale. Definitely needs to be, be an important topic. It's you can't got, student morale is not important when you're there that long. That factors into if I care about that math lesson or not. How about parent morale? Everybody in the school. It, it, it may lean towards the teacher and principal, but is everybody? Is everybody? Yep. Is the place inviting? Uh, do I feel my, my questions are answered honestly? Is my child experiencing success? Is my child experiencing success? But you know what the number one, you know what the number one, you know where it goes off track? It's not academics. Well, it, it, it's behavioral is what, what happens. Absolutely. But that could just be. That could just be the uh, part of what we're talking about. How do you increase parent morale? Probably not start off with the behavioral, right? And uh, probably not starting off calling home with something negative <laughs> first. True, true, true. So I got one for you. Hold up, hold up. You just can't ask all these questions. Not a question. Let me finish this thought real quick. So this no. back to the short-term wins will help parent morale. Because you're pointing out, here's what I'm seeing with your child. Here's the wins. Here's the wins for your child. Here's the winning part of what we're doing in the classroom. And that'll help parent morale. And sometimes, too, that's how, how well or the, 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 the concept of parent engagement or lack of parent engagement in the school building can also dictate morale. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got a question for you, Steve. Who who's in charge of keeping keeping the morale up of professors? So we're going to higher ed setting. Ah, I I would say the morale would come to. I don't know if it's much different than the what we were just talking with the with the pre K to eighth grade, and we said that that's that's everybody, and especially it goes to the principal. I would say the same thing. I think in higher ed, I think you have the president leading out, leading out the vision. You have the other administrators assisting with that. So I put that at between the professors themselves and the administrators. One more question. Stop smiling at me. Um, how would you engage if a professor has high morale because it's, it's easy to tell if they're struggling with the morale like how would you gauge if their morale was high 
if their morale was high, I would see, I would see things spill out of the classroom. And what I mean by that is I would see a lot of what's happening inside any school buildings invisible. If morale is high for a professor, you'll see things that spill out into the outside of the classroom. So mm -hmm. I'll see interactions with the professors and the students in the hallway. I'll see in, in the lunchroom, in the bookstore, in, the, in other areas, I'll see interactions with the students and the professor. I'll see students wanting to have more time with the professor outside of the classroom. I'll see projects in the community with the, with the professor. I'll see partnerships with other entities and businesses and getting students connected to the outside the walls of the university. Those are all ways that you would see a, a professor in the morale. Right. And I, I just want to sneak this part. In. Great answer, too, by the way. Um, I, I want to sneak this part in like, like we and, and rightfully so. Like when we have this question, it, we, we usually focus on the morale of teachers. Right. And, and rightfully so. But don't forget, like your engineers, the secretaries, the, the cafeteria people, the bus drivers, the crossing guards, uh, the, 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 the volunteers. Uh, don't forget those individuals because. They, they need a boost at times also, and they want to feel acknowledged also. Great point. Great point. To summarize, we've been talking teacher morale. We talked about what it is, if it's necessary, how to improve it, some strategies to build teacher morale. And then we ended up going into other parts of student morale, administrator morale, and parent morale. And how we end our show Every time we talk about things that maybe highlight or promote that we're doing that we need everyone to uh, know about. So I'll start off and then we'll, Eugene can wrap it up. I would like everyone to get connected to the Center for Urban Education Ministries on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, the Center for Urban Education Ministries. Go to LinkedIn, find the Center for Urban Education Ministries, CUEM National, and find out what they're doing, the daily educational briefs, strategies, and uplifting messages for you as educators and school leaders. Eugene, take us home. All right, so I want to make sure that um, while, while everyone identify one person that they work with, and the person can have a job that's on the structure higher than you or lower than you or the same spot, but find someone in your building that you kind of feel like their morale will be, might be low and spend some time and work with them and, and try to make a, a impact in their life. Like, you know, we, we can't do a show without giving you that challenge. And I don't care if you are in, daycare, I don't care if you're a professor, I don't care if you're a principal, bus driver, teacher, whatever, find someone. Find, and maybe, maybe a person that's not necessarily in your teacher, that's not necessarily in your grouping of people. Like find someone in your building uh, to, to, to lend a helping hand in that, in that, in that active space. Um, Want to give a shout out to Hope Fidelis. Was there last week meeting with their talented staff and uh, phenomenal staff and uh, Hope Fidelis Christian School. They're, they're, they are definitely one of the, the my favorite places, one of my favorite schools to visit in the city. Um, 
You're talking Milwaukee. Yeah. 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 Hopefully that was Milwaukee. It's one of my favorite spots to visit. I just love the feeling that they, that they have in their building. Um, everyone right now, if you didn't get that Christmas gift, you wanted to get, go to amazon.com, go to barnesandnoble.com. Uh, Superhero Educator, our book, Eugene and Steve, um, our book, we probably should talk about our book more, but um, our book is uh, currently available right now, uh, Superhero Educator. Um, if you already got a copy for yourself, get one for another educator. If you don't have one, this is a great time to buy it. Start your year off right with Superhero Educator on Amazon.com. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, Steve. It's a lot and great show. And we'll reconnect next time. We are out. Thanks again for listening to our Superhero Education Podcast. We hope you gained valuable insights and key concepts to battle the chaos and save the day for all students. Boldly transform lives and be a superhero educator. 